0: Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit myoasischurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. We're going to go to Genesis, the very first chapter. Right. That should be easy to find. Genesis chapter 1. You know, we're not going to some like Nahum or Habakkuk or someplace like that. So take it easy on you tonight. Go to Genesis chapter 1. And I want to talk about um, over the next few services, um, on the the believer's authority. Right. Uh, now, uh, if, you'll, if you'll stay with me, I'm going to talk about the fact that we have authority, which is a revelation for some people. Uh, and about 90% of the church doesn't have that revelation. Then right. I'm going to talk about things like, you know, uh, how to... Exercise authority. You know, you got, to, if you got something, I mean, you got to know how to use it, right? And not, not enough just to, I've got stuff right now in my, that I own. It, I don't, uh, I wouldn't say I know 100% how to even use it. I mean, I, I can use it some, but not to the fullness because I don't know everything about it. So I have to, I have to have to learn. Amen. Amen. And so then I want to talk about this about authority. I want to talk about why sometimes it doesn't work. Because there are times our authority doesn't work for us, and it's never an authority problem; it's a it's a me problem, right? Come on. It's we have an issue that maybe is keeping it from working. So I want, I want to just deal with some of those things. Amen. Amen. But tonight I just want to kind of, and this is simple. I know I'm not I'm not insulting your intelligence. I know you know these things, but sometimes we just have to be stirred up about things. You know what I'm saying? Even though we know them, we got to faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, not having heard. Sometimes. You don't just live off what you ate yesterday, right? You got to eat, you know, unless you're fasting, you eat every day, amen, Amen. and uh, so that's because, you know, you have to have new nourishment. Well, the same thing's true with the Word, and the same thing, I think, sometimes people get revelation, they think, well, I already know that, and so they close their ears, and then they, it it stops working for them, see, but I want it to work for me, amen? Amen. Now, I want you to go to Genesis chapter 1, and I'm going to read some scripture that Uh, we've read before verse 26 it says and God said let us make man after our likeness after our image or in in our image and after our likeness so that tells it to me where we came from I I don't care what culture says or modern stuff says I I know where we came from because I read Genesis chapter 1 it's like somebody said some of my answers may have hung by the neck but they didn't hang by the tail (laughs) amen and I may have ancestors that hung by the neck. I know my grandpa, a lot of years ago, when he was still alive, and he passed on in the 70s, so, you know, and uh, so it's been quite a while back, but he, he ran our ancestry, you know, to find out where we all came from, you know, the pearls. And so he, he said, the guy got back so far, and then he said, well, he said, I can't go back any further. He said, evidently somebody in your family was a horse thief. Well, why that? He said, because they changed the spelling of the name. He said, so that's probably what happened. Somebody was a horse. You know, in those days, they'd they'd hang you for stealing somebody's horse. That was a federal offense. Right? We had a lot less lawlessness in those days, too. Amen? (laughs) Well, you horse your car today, right? Yeah. You know, I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but I just feel like, you know, you know. We don't punish people enough sometimes. All right, praise the Lord. I thought we were supposed to walk in love. Did you know the Bible? This isn't even anything to do with the subject. But did you know the Bible supports capital punishment? Read the book of Romans chapter 1. It says they don't carry the sword in vain. Yes. These people were out one day, and they, they're, they're Christians, misinformed Christians, ignorant Christians, and they were protesting the death penalty. And it says they had these signs that said, Thou shalt not kill. Well, that's old King James. You, you, you read it in the actual Hebrew. It says you, you shall not murder. Killing and murder is two different things. And they're carrying these signs around representing us. I wish they'd write on the back of those signs, I do not read my Bible. So they could clear us. You know, us that aren't guilty of this stupidity. They'd clear us. Amen. Amen. Because the Bible talks about this, you know. I mean, I I was thinking about a lady. This has nothing to do with the subject, but maybe you'll learn something if you don't learn anything else off of this sermon. I was thinking about a lady, you know, and and, uh, she got born again in prison, you know. And she truly got born again. And she was, uh, uh, you know, they already had sentenced her to die. And, uh, you know, a lot of Christians fought for her. And I, I didn't have a problem with that. Don't misunderstand me. But I thought, well, here's the thing we need to think about, too, is that she took, she, she took some family member from somebody, and uh, they deserve justice here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I believe you could turn this lady out on the street. She'd be all right. But we still have, the Bible still holds up justice in the natural. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Right? You know, you break the speed limit, what do you get? if You get caught enough times. <laughs> Anybody ever got a ticket? Brian did. Okay, anybody besides the policeman get a ticket. Okay, all right. Let, let, let's just be honest. I've gotten them, all right? I've, you know, I got, I got one, one time coming home from a meeting. You know, the king's business requires haste. That's in the Bible, right? Jehu drove the chariot furiously. I was driving my chariot furiously that night, you know. Yeah, I was coming back from preaching, and, and uh, I got pulled over, you know, I, I thought I was going to get mercy, but I even asked for mercy, and God didn't give me any. He gave me a ticket because I deserved it. You know, I can't complain to God and say, well, why do you give me mercy? Well, you're breaking the law, you fool. Right? It's like an evangelist that I know, you know, he drove crazy all the time, and he's in heaven now, but he didn't die from a car wreck. But he, he, he drove crazy all the time, you know. And he get tickets, and 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 he said uh, one time he said I was driving. He was preaching in Texas, and he said I was driving. I think near Houston on Interstate Ten. Is that I think that's right? And he said he he gets pulled over, you know, and this state trooper. You know, he says um, um, he had his Bible. You know, he had his Bible. He's driving his van, he had his Bible in the passenger seat, and the state trooper looks in there. He goes, "What's that? Uh, what's that in uh, your driver's seat there?" your passenger seat. What's that in your passenger seat? And he says, well, it's a Bible. He said, the state trooper said, do you ever read it? (laughs) He said, well, yeah, I'm an evangelist. He said, do you ever read about obeying the laws of the land? Okay. Okay, All right. And, uh, you know, he said he ended up going to defensive driving school. Yeah. He said, I ended up in his school, you know, all these burly bikers and mean guys are in there, you know, and, you know, they're all, you know, and the instructor goes, all right, everybody stand up and tell us what you do for a living. You know, I drive a truck, you know, I rope cows. <laughs> you know, I'm a bouncer at the bar. He said he had me stand up, say, what do you do?" doing? I, he, I said, I'm an evangelist. He said, everybody laughed. <laughs> and then the guy goes, now, really, what do you do for a living? He said, no, truly, I'm an evangelist. He said, you talk about a rebuke of life. Amen. Reproofs of life. But, you know, it, it, it's all the Bible, you know. God, God's a God of authority. I don't know if you know that or not. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he is. And so, anyway, uh, we're, we're in God's image. Everybody say God's image. God's image. After, after, now notice this, after our likeness, God said, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth. Everybody say over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created him. Notice this, male and female, not 27 different varieties. Male and female created he them. We made up all the rest. And God, I use we lightly because I didn't, uh, and God blessed them. Notice this. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So, so this scripture, these scriptures are very revealing. They tell us right in the beginning that God gave us authority. Now you all know what the book of Gen- what the word Genesis means, right? What does it mean? It means beginnings. See, Genesis lets us know how things got started. Now God doesn't start something one way and say, well, I messed up and let's change. Does He? I mean, you know, everything He does is perfect. You read in the, the, the verse 31, it says, And God saw that it, uh, everything that He had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So it was excellent in every way. Everything He made. In other words, God intended for man to have authority. He intended for him to have dominion. Now, ninety percent—maybe that's, maybe it's not that high—but I'd say it's probably close. Ninety percent of the church does not know they have dominion over anything because they're not taught. Then, matter of fact. Uh, I heard this guy say this, and this guy uh, is, um, you know, he's a good preacher. This is not a slap against him. I'm not going to name him, I'm not going to slander him, because when he stays on something, he, a subject he knows about, he's really good. Um, but I heard him say on his own program, I was listening one night as I was traveling down the road, his program, and he said that we believers don't have authority over the devil and demons. Now what really troubled me, well that statement troubled me, believe me, because a lot of people listen to him. And I'm thinking, how many people believe that? And so the devil's just going to run over them, because they don't know they have authority over him. And so, but what really troubled me, then later on I saw in this Christian magazine, and it was listing the most top to top ten influential leaders, Christian leaders in America, and he was number five. I thought, he's influencing a lot of people, but his doctrine is bad. Amen. Did you know just because you have a big ministry or you have a, a huge following doesn't mean you're right. right? Amen. We have to stick with the scriptures, right? right. And so, you know, that, you know, when I heard, I thought, no wonder the church is weak if one of our top guys doesn't realize we have authority over the devil. You just got to... I many mean, sometimes we can get so ingrained in what our denomination says that we lose sight of the Scriptures. We should always be searching the Word to see where these things are so. I mean, I, I could sit down with any preacher in the land and discuss these things and not be, not, not be slacking for any Scripture to prove my point because it's in the Bible. Amen. Now, I want you to look at something. Let's just think about this. This is nothing new to us, but let's think about it. Let's go to Luke chapter 4, and let me show you something here that is an eye-opener when you think about it. Luke chapter 4, go there, and we'll read a, a, a few verses. Luke, the fourth chapter, because this is going to open our eyes a little bit to you know, maybe we're maybe maybe. In other words, let me say it this way: I don't know that it's going to open our eyes so much in this church, as it's going to stir us back up. But people that hadn't heard it that might see this teaching sometime. It could be an eye opener to them. To think, man, I didn't know this. It was like uh, one guy was at a Brother Hagin meeting one time, and he said this lady came stomping out in the uh, foyer, stomping mad, and said so she was mad, and she said. I've been healed for 2,000 years and somebody finally told me about it. Didn't know it. See, she'd learned some revelation that made her mad she didn't know. And a, a pastor in, in Michigan, I'll leave him on name, but a pastor, well, there a couple, uh, man and wife pastor of church, she said, she said, you know, she said, I got born again and um, she said, my mom wasn't saved. I think her dad had already passed on, but her mom wasn't saved. And of course, her mom knew she hadn't. You know, some kind of religious experience, but not really, didn't know the depth of it. So she, so one day she decided, you know, because it had been a while. She'd been saved for a while. And she decided one day I've got to tell mom, you know, just lay this out in a way, you know, she can get it. So she tells her mom, she says, mom, you know, you need to receive Jesus or you'll die and go to hell. And she said, my mom said to me, you're not telling me if I don't receive Jesus, I'm going to hell. She said, well, mom, uh, it's not me, it's the Bible. Don't tell me that, that that if I don't receive Jesus, I'm going to hell. Well, mom, it's not me, it's the Bible. She said, so you're telling me that if I don't receive Jesus as my Savior, I'm going to hell. Well, yes, mom, that's what I'm saying. She said her mom's next response surprised her. Her mom looked at her and said, why haven't you told me before? If you knew this, why didn't you tell me? See, there's a lot of people that they don't know these things because they're never around anybody does know these things. but how you many know, you and I know it right? right. We not only have an, we not only have a responsibility to lead people to Jesus, but we got a responsibility to disciple people, you know, and that doesn't mean that you know we push our doctrine. We push our beliefs on everybody we run into. But we should, be, we should be aware of doors that are opened to speak the word to them. Amen. And to feed them and to teach them. Amen. You know, uh, as, as they can take it, as they can handle it. Amen. Now, Luke chapter 4, go there. And verse uh, number 5, it says, "...and the devil taking him," that's Jesus, "...up into a high mountain," He showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Uh, He's on what we call the Mount of uh, of Temptation. And uh, the devil said unto him, All this power I will give you and the glory of them. Now now let me back up for a second here. Now the King James, if you're reading a new King James, it took the word power and, and put authority in place of it. Didn't it? Now the reason it did that is because it's the right word. There's two major Greek words that deal, that the King James translates power. One is dunamis, which means power. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That's power. But it will also translate the word exousia as power. But really, it's authority because they're different. And so we need to know that that the devil said this. Now listen, the devil said this. All this authority, look at this, verse 6, will I give you and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. Now preachers have said, now listen now, that the devil was lying. Don't you think Jesus would have known that? If the devil was lying about having his authority, it wouldn't be a temptation. amen you know I mean I'm pretty much you know I mean what if somebody all right let's just say uh, your child wanted to go somewhere you know your teenager wanted to go somewhere and and you don't want them to go you know maybe they wanted to go to the, the movies or someplace or go to a Philistine dance or something um, <laughs> Anyway, we call it the prom, but anyway. Uh. Oh, we promised to be nice Philistines on prom night. Yeah, turn your daughter over to that Philistine, Phil. All right, moving right along. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But anyway, you know, and they want to go somewhere, and they say, Well, Dad, I, I, I promise, if you let me go, I'll give you a million dollars. I mean, most people pretty much know the financial statement of their teenager. Right? Yeah. So I mean there's no temptation there. They're trying to tempt you and to let you do something that you don't want them to do. You can't be tempted because you know they don't they can't deliver. Right? right. So how could this be a temptation if the devil didn't have it? You follow me? Yeah. So so for those preachers that preach this and they say, well, he was lying about it. Well, it wouldn't be in this passage of Scripture where Jesus is being tempted of the devil. Read it. It says he was tempted of the devil. Well, it can't be, you can't be tempted. You know what I'm saying. You can't tempt somebody if you don't have it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so the devil had it. Well, where, where did he get it? Where did he get it? You think God gave it to him? You know, the Bible calls Satan the God of this world, 2 Corinthians 4. 4. Well, how did he become that? You think God said, you know what? I think I'm going to make you the God of this world. You've been so good lately. You've acted kind of nice lately for the last couple thousand years. I think I'll give you, make you the God of this world. I mean, that's just stupid, right? Yeah. God didn't give it to him. Where, where, did, where did he get it? Well, I'm going to show you a scripture that tells us where he got it later on in his teaching. But just so you'll know, he got it, when, he got it from man. Right? We know he didn't get it from God. God didn't make the devil the God of this world. He had to get it from some source. Where did he get it? He didn't just invent it. He got it from man. He had to get it from somebody that had it. Let's just say your teenager comes home one day and they got a brand new... driving a spanking brand new red vet. You're going to ask, where'd you get it? You didn't just make it. You just didn't invent it. You got it from somebody. Amen. (laughs) This is revealing, isn't it? I said, this is revealing, isn't it? The devil, he had it. So where did he get it? Well, he got it from mankind. He got it. When Adam sinned, he turned it over to him. See, look at this. Uh, matter of fact, let's just go to that scripture. Let's go to Romans chapter 5. Go there right now. I want to show you this. See, we, we got to understand, man couldn't have given it to him if he didn't have it. He had to have it. And so in Romans chapter 5, well, I know we're looking at some scripture now, but hey, hang on. We're not done. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. It says, for if, if by one man's offense, who, how many know who that was? That was Adam, right? For by one man's offense, death reigned. Now that is just a way to say, through one man's offense, the devil got authority. One man, it got death into the earth. Well, what does the devil come to do? Still, kill, kill and destroy. destroy. So who is death from? Hey! Hey! Have I been with you so long? <laughs> and you don't know where death came from? The Bible tells us it's the last enemy yeah. that shall be put underfoot. Yeah. It's an enemy. Yeah. You know, you hear people talk about, well, you know, funerals. I mean, they do it. with this. Well, young kids they will say, well, the Lord, the Lord called him home. He needs more people in heaven. God's not killing people. Oh, no. <laughs> right? He's not killing young kids. He's not doing that. He's not doing that. I don't care what your favorite preacher says on TV. They're just full of of nonsense. He's not doing that. See, the Bible... Bible, Listen, if if you ever get on God's hit list, you're going to get hit. You know, he did say, if you trouble the church... It's a righteous thing for Him to give you trouble back. That's what He said. So it it, it, it isn't like God... But God's not going around just blasting people and killing people and, you know, car wrecks and stuff, you know, little kids and all that. He's not doing that. That's because we're living in a fallen, cursed, death, demon-filled world. That's why that's there. Once, Once the devil's gone... Once all that's gone, there won't be any more of that. The Bible said there'll be death no more. There won't be any sickness or disease. There won't be any pain. There won't be any more crying. It'll, it'll, all those th- former things will pass away. Hallelujah. Thank God for it. But, but let's read the rest of this. I, I, I want you to read the rest of this. He says, For if by one man's death, by one man's offense, death reigned, or the devil got authority, by, by one... Uh, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Notice he talked about when we get hooked up with Jesus, we start reigning in life. Hallelujah. We say, well, Pastor, I'm not reigning in life. Well, remember, I told you one of the things I'm going to teach you is why sometimes authority is not working for us. Because we have it if we're believers, but, but there's things we have to understand the way it works, how it works, and what can keep it from working for us. I, I want it to work. How about you? Amen. And so uh, there's reasons why. And so we need to know that. And we'll, we'll, we'll get into those teachings. I'm going to do this on Wednesday and Sunday. Of course, I'll, I'll just be able to teach this Sunday morning, and then I'll be gone for a couple of weeks. But I'm, I'm coming back. Amen. I'm going to the other side, and I'm coming back to the other side. Amen. Amen. All right. Now, 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 let's go over in our Bible uh, to uh, Matthew chapter 8:28. Uh, See, w- one of the things that we need to know, that the devil's, the, the devil's been defeated, but he's not been removed yet. You understand that? I want to read you a scripture now, and I want to show you something here. And this will answer some questions, you know, uh, about some things. Matthew chapter 28, go there. Matthew 28. And look with me at verse 18. The Bible says, Jesus, uh, He he came and He spake unto them, that's His disciples, saying, all power. Now, once again, this is a this is a place where the King James uses the word power. There's nothing really inherently wrong with it, you know. Be, but but it really means authority, uh, and so uh, you know the New King James clears that up. So all authority is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now notice, he said, I have authority. He said, now go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you, uh, uh, always, even unto the end of the world. Now see, this is almost like a repeat of Genesis chapter 1 that we read, verse 26 through 28, only it's in the Spirit. See, he said, go take dominion over the entire earth. Now, he said, I've got, I've got the authority, you go. Right? How many can see that? I said, how many can see that? Amen. All right. All right. So, so, so I want you to see that because uh, now here's the thing. People say, well, you know, that was Jesus and he had authority. Yeah, but how many know, if he has authority, so do we. Right. If the head has authority, the body has authority. Right. My, my, my head doesn't have any more authority than my body does. In fact, my head needs my body to carry things out. You know, your head gives the orders, your body carries it out. And so we are the ones that carry out Christ's authority in the earth. And there's other scriptures I can show you on this, and we may have time tonight, we may not. But tonight we're just looking at some scripture, but we're going to get into some other things that are really going to be helpful to you. But we have to understand, see, uh, all right, if Jesus, Jesus said, all powers, all authority is given to me in heaven and earth. Well, have you know, he didn't come here to get that for himself. Jesus didn't leave heaven to rescue himself. He didn't need rescued. He didn't need to come and get authority. What He already had it. As the Word, he already had authority. He came here and took on a man's body to get authority for man. We have to understand that. See, a lot of people go, well... you know, yeah, Christ has got it, but we don't have it, and that—that's what this one minister was basically saying. Jesus has got it, but we don't got it. Well, how could the head have it and we don't have it? He's the head of the church. If he has it, we have it. We're joint heirs. Amen. You say, man, you're missing a lot of scripture here, brother. There's a lot of scripture here you're missing here that teach we have the same thing Christ has. I didn't say you're as per, you're, you're, you're 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 uh as um what I want to say. You're you're not God like Christ is. But you have the same inheritance. He gave you His inheritance. Right. Amen. He's God, thou art not. That shouldn't be hard to figure out. But He's given me His inheritance. I'm joint heirs with Him. Amen. That means we, we divide the spoil equally. Praise God. He came here and took spoil and He gave it to us. Shared it with us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, uh, he has authority, then we have authority. If the head has it, the body must, must have it. Now, you have to understand, see, you say, then if he has authority, then why is the devil still doing the things that he's doing? Well, if you read, as a matter of fact, I'll tell you what, I didn't mean to go to all the Scripture, but it's just on me to, tonight. Is that all right? Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I want to show you something here. You know, Christ has all... all I mean, if he has all authority, he has all authority, Right? I mean, all is what, all's all, all. But I want to show you something. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, and um, verse uh, twenty-four. First Corinthians fifteen twenty-four. It says, "Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up this is talking about Jesus the kingdom to God, even the Father. When he shall have put down all rule, all authority, and power." For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Now, Jesus has already taken, stripped the devil of his authority. It's already a done deal. Now he's in the process of putting everything under his feet. Where's his feet? It's in the body. Now you're quiet, Why you, if you're going to shout for a guest speak, speaker, you better shout for me. <laughs> Y'all were shouting Sunday morning, some, all right? Amen. Now, understand. See, understand, well, you're just pastor. Well, all right, but still the word. Amen. Now you yeah, understand, see, uh, what is being said here? It's, been, it's just teaching us, look. Christ already stripped the devil of all his authority. Obviously. He, he stripped him. But yet, he hasn't yet, he hasn't yet subdued everything. He's in, we're in the process of subduing things. But we still have the authority, and we need to subdue things in our life. But there's a time this whole world is going to be subdued. All of it. There going to be any more devil running around. He said the last enemy he's going to put on our feet is death. We're going to do away with death. You understand that? Death's going to be gone. That's what the Bible says. Don't come a day. Nobody's going to die. That's the scripture. Now, until that time comes, we have to keep the devil subdued in our life. Right. We have to put him under our feet, yes. spiritually speaking. We've got to put him in his place and say, you can't just do that in my life. Now, that, that, that's one, one of the things we're going to be talking about is how to do that a little bit later on. But you have to understand, it's your responsibility. Your life is your responsibility. Right. Right. My life is my responsibility. Now, can we help one another? Well, we, we can to a certain extent. We can to a certain extent, but not fully. We, we can assess maybe, but, but it's up to us. In other words, I can't force anything on you. Right. You have to receive the revelation yourself. Just like so I can't eat for you. You know, I, sometimes it felt like I was eating for somebody else. I thought, <laughs> this can't just be for one person. But truthfully, you can't eat proxy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I can't, man, aren't you full yet? Man, i eating and eating and eating. You better get full. Huh? I can't help much more. I mean, it doesn't work that way. you got to eat for yourself, right? Amen. Same thing's true with your authority. It doesn't work like, you know, oh, well, I'm just going to find somebody that can, you know, take authority for me. Well, you know, of course, there's, there's instances and things where God, where that, that happens. We understand that. But as a, as a rule in your everyday life, it's your job. It's my job. Amen? So if the devil attacks me, it's my job to get him off of me because I have authority in my life. Amen. Of course, that would work for your kids who are still living at home and, you know, little and stuff like that. You could, you know, they're still under your your authority, you know. Once they learn a little bit get a little bit older, they've got to stand on their own faith. Right? Once they start learning some things... Oh, my gosh, I'm just not going to teach them nothing. <laughs> And was like, this guy said, he said, he, he always had Bible study with his little, his kids. He had two kids, a boy and a girl. He said, always had Bible study with them, you know, every night. And he said, finally, he said, and you know, he always was excited about it. The kids would always come and be excited about it. He said, you know, finally he noticed the girl was kind of getting like reserved, like she didn't want to go, you know, she didn't want to go. And, and he'd have to force her to come. You know, you're, you're, you know, you live in this household, you're going to be at Bible study at home, you know, our little Bible study we have. And he asked, he said, why, why is it? Why, honey, don't you want to come any longer? She says, well, Dad, I already know more than I do. <laughs> or I don't want to learn anymore because I'm not doing what I learned. I'm, I'm responsible for this stuff. Well, I me mean, know. Um, you can sit there and say, well, that's just pastor preaching. No, honey, you're responsible for it. Come on. If it came from God's book, all my job is deliver it. That's right. That's right. Amen. I've learned a long time ago I can't make people live it. Nope. I'll wear myself out trying to do that. I just deliver it. Right. When UPS, you know, drops the package and runs, their job's over with. You got to open it. I mean, they don't even knock now. They just throw it on the porch and go. At least that's the way you do it around our neighborhood, you know. And so that, they've done their job, you know. And so anyway, I mean, of course, the box is beat up and everything else. But, you know, at least it's at your, it's at your house. Now. All right, so, so how many see what I'm talking about here? All right, one last scripture. Did you get something tonight? Yeah. All right, let, let's go to Ephesians chapter 1, because this is real important. We're, gonna read, we're reading some verses tonight, but it's important. And I could give you a bunch more verses, believe me, a bunch more verses than what I'm giving you. But I don't, I don't uh, want to take time to do all that. I may quote you some as we close out, but, but there's, a, there's a bunch of verses that talk about us having authority. Um. Uh, we're going to read a long passage here, so uh, just bear with me. Look at this. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15, Paul's praying the church at Ephesus. He says, Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love unto all of the saints, I cease not to thank, give thanks for you, uh, making mention of you in my prayer. So, so he's saying, look, once I heard about your faith, I started praying for you. And here's what he prayed. Listen, I mean, whatever he prayed is probably a good thing to pray, isn't it? It made it in the Bible, right? So it must be, be Spirit-anointed and uh, Spirit-led. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. So he's praying that they would have wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. Here's what he prayed, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power. Let's stop there just for a minute. So, so I'm praying three things for you to know. I want you to have revelation of, of your calling. I want you to have revelation of your inheritance. And I want you to have revelation of the power that belongs to you. So your calling, your inheritance, and your power. I mean, our callings is a great calling. There's no calling under the face of the earth that requires more excellence than the calling of being a son and daughter of God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. They requires excellence out of us. See. Right. And so he, said, he says, I want you to know these things. And inheritance. How many of you got an inheritance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he said, I want you to know about his power. Notice this. To usward who believe. It's for us. It's according to the... To get, he's, he's going to tell us how to get a hold of the revelation of his power. It's according to the working of his mighty power. Give us a picture of it. His power, he says, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, set him in his own right hand in the heavenly places. Notice this now, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, every name that's named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So where is Jesus at? He's far above. All principality, power, might, dominion. And notice this, every name that's named. That's everything, isn't it? Not only in this world, not only right here, but that which is anything that would come. Right. That's, that's some authority, isn't it? Yeah. I said, that's some authority, isn't it? Amen. I mean, this not only works now, but if anything, if anything comes, he's over it. Right. And notice this, he hath, verse 22, He hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things, notice this phrase, to the church. Amen. What does that mean? For the church's sake, Jesus is over all things for the church's sake. Why? So the church can be over all things. So it'll benefit us. See, Which is his body, we're the fullness of him that filleth all in all. See, the head's not full without a body. I mean, if you walked in here with just your head tonight, we'd say you're missing something. Maybe you had feet on the bottom of your head, and you just paddled in here. and Say, hey, wait, you need to go back home. You, you left something at home. How many you know? There's the, we're the fullness of, of Jesus. That's what the Bible says in this earth. Now, notice this is verse, verse 1, chapter 2. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. So this is what we were. This is the condition we were in. He said, but God, who is rich in mercy, praise God for His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in sins. And now notice these next two verses are real important. Even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ, by grace you're saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's real important now. And He hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So what does this verse say? It says we have joint seating with Jesus Christ. Where's He at? He's Verse 21, far above. He's far above. We're far above. Amen. That's right. Now you hear, even Christians say, well, you know, the devil... You know, he just beat me up. He's just taking me over and all that. Well, I, you know, listen, he may be, but he doesn't have to be. Right. Right. Yep. Well, you know, the devil gave me this and he gave me that. He gave me this sickness and he gave me that. Well, I, I don't doubt that the least bit. He, he tries to, you know, give us all stuff. Right. But we're the ones with the authority. Right. Did you know just living life, just living in this world, you're, you're going to have to fight things. I mean, if the devil vanished tomorrow, we still got to get rid of the curse. It's got to be fixed. And so there's all kinds of diseases out there. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, we all went through the COVID thing, you know, with the mask and, you know, the shots. and well, I had church splits over all that stuff. I just told you, and, and I just left it at that. You just do what you got peace about. I don't have any faith in your stupid mask or your stupid shot, but you do what you got peace about. I mean, that's just me. You, you, you might think it's, that it's, you know, it's, it's great. That's fine. I mean, you should go with peace. And don't get offended at me because I don't like your stupid mask or your stupid shot. I never took your shot. I'm not taking your shot. Why? Because people take the shot get COVID. So people don't take the shot get COVID. So I just won't take the shot and trust God. Amen. Now, I don't say you have to do that. Why is it so quiet in here? I have a right to do what I want to do with my body, and I don't have to have any government tell me what I'm going to stick in my body. So do you. And if you want to take that, if you've taken a shot, and you, you know, some people have, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Maybe, 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 maybe you had peace about that, and maybe that's what you should have, you should have done. I, I, I didn't do it because I, I never felt, you know, it's just like with Y2K. Remember Y2K? How many older? You know we're all going to fly off the earth when because God was not smart enough, not smart enough to figure out a computer is going to destroy the world. You know Bill Gates with his glitches is going to destroy us all. Should have put it in the Book of Revelation if that was going to happen. You know people were fearful, yeah. but inside of me, I mean we had preachers, preachers having seminars telling us what well, you know what all was going to happen, Y2K, how we we're all everything was going to change. Things are going to be destroyed. You better hoard food and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking. Well, what would you want to hoard food for? Are you going to let everybody else starve? Are you going to sit over and eat your beanie weenies while your neighbor's starving? <laughs> what, what kind of Christian are you? What church do you go to? It's not this church. Don't worry, your Osteen church shirt and do that stuff. No shirt. <laughs> right? So, 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 why hoard food? You're going to give it away anyway, unless you're just going to hoard it to give away. You know what I mean? How many are with me? So you know, people were—I mean, there were there were prophetic teachers in the body of Christ teaching how bad it was going to be, and store food and get ready. And I I didn't do anything. You know why I didn't do anything? Because God didn't say anything about it. He—I didn't have any witness in my spirit. Anything was going to happen. Now I got to be honest. This is the disclaimer. (laughs) Full disclosure. I was preaching in a meeting out of town, De- uh, December 31st, 1999. I was preaching in a meeting out of town. And I, when the meeting got over, it was only about oh, an hour, I don't know, 45 minutes from here where I was at. When the meeting got over, we, I mean, we'd been, we'd been staying in a hotel room, you know, at the meeting, because that's preaching been more than one night. But this was the final night, and when the meeting got over, I did tell folks, let's go home, just in case the power goes off. <laughs> I don't know why we want to be home when the power goes off, but I guess we had a gas uh, fireplace, and we could have had some heat. But, uh, but I didn't really feel like anything was going to happen. And you know what? When th- we stayed up till midnight, which wasn't hard for her, um, <laughs> but we stayed up till midnight, and guess what happened? Nothing. Nothing. We still had food. We still had electricity. The planes were still in the air. The traffic lights were even still working. Nothing changed. But yet we had all these prophetic teachers telling us how our world was going to change. I don't, I don't get it. See, we, we got to listen to God. Amen. Right? right. Amen. His word's true, right? Everybody's so concerned, you know, in, in, in our world about global warming. We're, you know, we're all going you know, to burn up and all that. Oh, no, the Bible doesn't say that. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't go by the Bible. Well, that's what I go by. So you, you, I don't, And I don't live in fear. Amen. Amen. I, I don't live in fear. Because I, I go by this. This book's got the answers. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand up. <laughs> Praise God for his word tonight. Yes. We have authority and the Bible reveals it to us. Let me let me close by this as you're standing up. Let me just give you some scripture, you know, for all those that like these kind of scriptures like to look them up. Uh, Ephesians 4:27 says, "Give no place to the devil." Well, how I many know uh, if you can keep from giving him place or ground, you must have authority over him. The scripture tells us to resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. If you didn't have authority, how could you get him to flee? First Peter says, "Resist him in your faith." Amen. Mark 16, 17 says, cast him out. How could you cast him out if you didn't have authority? First John 5, 18 says, if you keep yourself, the wicked one will touch you not. How could you do that if you didn't have authority? Acts, Paul, uh, Acts chapter 28, or t- excuse me, 26, verse 17 through 18. God told Paul, go preach to the Gentiles and turn them from the power of Satan unto God. His authority to God's. Uh, Colossians says, We've been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of His dear Son. Amen. Luke 10, 17, Jesus' disciples came to Him and said, Rejoicing, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject unto us through Thy name. Well, do we, have this? Do we still have His name? Yes. Are demons still subject to His name? Yes. Well, don't tell me it passed away. His name didn't pass away. Right, right. If they were subject to His name then, they're still subject to His name. He did not change His name. Nope. Still the same. I rest my case. <laughs> that glove fits. Amen. <laughs> That's a little old for some of you. Anyway. If it's in the Scriptures, how do you know it's scriptural? Yeah. And it's... Those are just a few Scriptures. How many Scriptures did I give you? now? I don't know, maybe 20. Could give you more. Giving you more, pardon my English. But the point is is if we don't know this, the devil will take authority over it. He'll take, even though he's defeated, I mean, he won't quit unless you you deal with him. Amen? So we're going to spend some time talking about how to do that. All right? Is that all right? Praise God for His Word. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.